What's up and welcome back to Nostalgia Rankings. My name is Pat Sheehan, joined by my co-host Dave Martin Swagger. Dave, I'll let you do the honors today. Who are we ranking? Drizzy Drake, baby, the sixth god, Drake. Many albums to discuss. A new one, certified lover boy on the way in 2021. We assume soon. So no better time once again to talk about everything else because there's plenty already when it comes to drake and ranking so gotta get to it we have uh aubrey graham aka jimmy brooks aka wheelchair jimmy hmm. aka drizzy like you said i fucking feel you bro um yeah there's a lot to get into with drake and it's kind of hard i guess to pick like <laughs> the best place to start right because i mean we're going to be talking about eight albums today, right? So seven solo Drake albums, and then the Drake future collaboration, What Time to Be Alive. But, you know, he put out quite a bit of music before that. Um, you know, uh, So Far Gone, I think it maybe is the best place to start because that was definitely my first introduction to Drake. And I, I have very specific memories of being in... Uh, Albany houses somewhere on Washington Ave, or Central <laughs> Ave, in basements, in people's like weird, weirdly yep. lit rooms, uh, listening ghetto. to, yeah, listening to successful, uh, playing beer pong, drinking out of cups, being a bitch. Like it was a, uh, <laughs> man, some very specific memories listening to music from that album. Was that your fir- first introduction as well? Uh, no, I, I, had not I didn't hear so far gone first. My first introduction was Forever actually. Mm. His uh single off the LeBron James More Than a Game movie soundtrack. Oh yeah. Featuring Kanye, Jay-Z, and Eminem. And of course that was a big like Eminem is back and sober now, post you know everything that happened with relapse. That was like a big flashpoint moment leading up to Eminem's uh recovery album, which of course was huge. But I remember hearing that on the radio and liking it. Yeah, well, who's straight? This is new. And then I remember exactly where I was at my friend's house on a desktop computer watching the Forever music video. I don't think it like premiered. I think I just finally watched it. And I realized that Drake was Aubrey Graham, a.k.a. Wheelchair Jimmy from Degrassi. And it blew my fucking mind because I had a distinct you know, memory already of what Drake sounded like because I had heard Forever a bunch. And then I realized it was someone i knew as an actor and i was like what the fuck dude completely completely rocked my my world there <laughs> yeah no totally um it's it's kind of funny to like go back and watch some of those degrassi clips knowing drake as the artist that he is now and obviously like you alluded to there's a lot to dig into with drake the star drake the musical artist drake the celebrity um you know i I guess like one of my first memories, uh, you know, of Drake as like a, a rapper, but also just like as a celebrity was there used to be this uh, take of like uh, this guy who would do blogs as Ghostface Killer. It wasn't really Ghostface Killer. And he would just rank like the softest artist in the game. And every time he would like save like the last three spots for Drake and he would just be like, Wow, this he is like the softest rapper ever. I mean, he always did it in like a much funnier way. But that was kind of like I I feel like one of the first things that I remember being a knock on him was people just saying, ah, you know, he makes this really soft music. It's really sing songy. It's mm-hmm. not hard. It's exactly what people don't want out of rap, right? And I was like, eh, you know, I don't know if that's a fair criticism necessarily, but I do think that that's something that you kind of get with Drake is he's in his feelings a lot. Well, it was definitely a more crit- fair criticism at 2010 than it is in 2020, because now everybody sounds like Drake. <laughs> Melody is the name of the game. Singing yep. and rapping is more popular than just rapping. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drake really kind of engineered a lot of the alternative R&B side of things, too, if you really listen to it. Uh, I think it's someone like Bryson Tiller, a direct descendant of Drake, you know? Yep. Um, and that's funny because that stuff has really gone away. I think in general, Drake has become a more diversified artist. So it just like doesn't make sense as a criticism anymore because he's just more versatile. And mm-hmm. 
He's also made plenty of hard shit now. And he, I think he does have a good pen when it, when it comes out in songs. So, you know, but, but that, it does make sense that that was like something you would hear. Cause when you're back in the day, he, he had like a, a higher pitched voice in a certain sense. Like he, you know, mm-hmm. just as a younger man, like he just sounded different than he does today. But uh, it is funny to listen back. Cause again, similar to artists like, uh, like J Cole and Kendrick coming up around the turn of the decade, blowing up first on the internet back when being on the internet was very different than being on the radio versus not everything's all the same. You know, like the, the, the Drake come up uh, is, is also like, you know, kind of ancient at this point. Like no one does it that way. Ready as those two mixtapes, Room for Improvement, Comeback Season, Replacement Girl. A lot, some people, that's their first song, the first Drake hit, you know, featuring Trey songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get the So Far Gone first as a mixtape and then like, what eight nine months later as a commercial ep and that's like the debut of drake and like you said successful best i ever had i'm going in three really successful songs right off the jump for him the best i ever had remix with nikki i remember being really awesome mm-hmm. um, obviously that young money synergy back when being under little wayne really meant something back then as like a rap crew yep and then, then thank me later comes out actually pretty soon like you know like it's kind of funny to look back on and i always think of forever as a thank me later song even though it's not technically on it yeah you know you mentioned those those three um best i ever had i feel like was everywhere you know back when it first came out and it just felt like there was definitely something happening and drake as an artist was someone i was to reckon with then thank me later came out and I think that there's a couple of tracks on here that I think are pretty good, but overall I find Think Me Later to be a bit disappointing. Um only because I, I think uh I don't know, I, I don't think the, the bangers were as high for me as they were on something like So Far Gone, and I was kind of like, Oh, this feels like a little bit of a step back. Especially listening back now, I found this to be a pretty um not super interesting you know, listen, I guess yeah. maybe like up all night is obviously the thing to stand out for me. But what yeah, about I for would, you? Yeah, I would definitely not call it interesting. And listening back now, it definitely feels a little dated. Like, obviously, there's a, there's obvious stuff like, you know, just Drake's tone of voice is just different then. But for the production choices, even the song structures as like rap songs, you know, just it, it, it feels more of that time, you know, like the rise mm-hmm. of internet rap and stuff. And I think a lot of like, a lot of like early big show on coming out around the same time too also feels like weirdly dated to me at this point. But, you know, going back, I was actually surprised at how much of these songs, I think are still pretty good. Like, yeah, they're dated like over. That was like my first, like real big, like love of a Drake song after forever had come out. Like over, like listen to over now. Listen to show me a good time. Up all night with Nikki, miss me with Wayne. Like they're mm-hmm. solid tracks, but they just feel like of a different time than me. I, I have a hard time actually going back to them, but I still like them. And fancy, just the drop of like Swizz doing the hook on fancy. I love to DJ with that. You know, I thought that that shit yeah. still sounds good. <laughs> yeah, and I think something like fancy, you can kind of hear. Uh, some of the things Drake kind of takes and really, I think, leans on for the more successful albums that like bigger band sound, you know, a little bit more oh, kind of almost like I feel like I used to compare some of almost like Bond-esque where like it's like fully f- a really full sound rather than it being like a more stripped down beat. And I think definitely like <laughs> saying that this is a dated album makes a lot of sense because like you even mentioned what over and like like the high pit of the bells on that i guess where the xylophone mm. whatever that instrument yeah. is it's kind of like ding 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 it, that's just very like 2010s to me <laughs> um but yeah i think definitely listening back i was not super impressed with thank me later but then we get take care and this feels like a real jumping off point for drake and i think a lot of people will get take care as you know, uh, or, you know, I think a lot of people still ride for it as his best album, uh, maybe a lot of people's favorite album. Do you think it's deserving of that? Well, it's definitely deserving of it at the time, and it's still one of his best projects. I think that that that's quite clear. Whether you have it as his best still, or you, if you ever did, 
that's a different thing. But, you know, again, only a year later, like, you get so far gone the Thank Me Later quite quick. Thank Me Later, similar to the J. Cole's debut album. Not the best reception critically, but still songs that hung around. And I remember where I was, you know, like, all those songs I mentioned on Thank Me Later, again, they're not the best songs to revisit to now. You really wouldn't put them up as top tier Drake. But people were still digging them at the time, like myself. So then you're getting Take Care. There was anticipation for Take Care at this time. And it's, it's really, again, funny to reflect on Drake not yet being all the way at the top. Because he wasn't actually still there yet. Because especially, you know, like Little Wayne was still very much a, uh, a big part of rap. And Drake was still kind of in that shadow. Um, and like you think about Thank Me Later, you have songs like Find Your Love, Fireworks with Alicia Keys. And it was Drake, you know, doing like the singing stuff, the softer stuff. But he's just way less effective at, at it back then. He mm-hmm. steps up that side of things a lot in only a year's time on Take Care. But I I like Take Care most uh, just for the bangers. I think these songs have aged way better than all of, a lot of the rapping stuff on Make Me Later. Yeah, I think the title track with Rihanna is probably one of my favorite Drake songs, period. Um, you know, And I think also getting Rihanna on the track definitely helps <laughs> and elevates a lot of songs. I think they just that song just flows and is such a general vibe. I mean, like I know it's like a very cliche thing to say, but mm-hmm. it really is. You just throw it on, you just kind of like lose yourself into the music, you know. And then that's followed up by Marvin's Room, which I think for like the real deep Drake heads, they point to that, and that's like, oh, that's <laughs> that's a Drake classic, right? There's one of the best. But you talk about how he levels up with that sing songiness. I think that's a great example where like he actually sounds really pointed in what he's trying to say. I think it's a a much more listenable song than almost anything else on Thank Me Later. So uh, I I think your point is is definitely made in Marvin's Room. What other bangers stand out to you from this? I got to say, though, I personally don't like Marvin's Room at all. (laughs) But I do think (laughs) it's done better than anything on Thank Me Later. Uh, But like you said, yeah, Marvin's Room, like people ride for Marvin's Room still, funny enough. A lot Uh, of funny memes about it. Oh, yeah. So for me, I, I think of Headlines, which I believe is mm. one of the first singles. Uh, I got that music video. Headlines was, a, I think, important to think about because that was Drake being like, yo, no, I rap. I got this little edge to me. I remember Charlamagne like, really clowning Drake for like the all black aesthetic in the video and stuff, mm-hmm. considering he was also going to sing later on in the album. But Headlines, I, Headlines still like all those verses rule. The hook is awesome. Like that song's tremendous. They know, they know, yeah. they know. So good. Uh, and like people know make me proud i think make me proud still really good on a great nikki collab again it feels a little dated because like that 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 is old school drake and old school nikki still just feels of a different time but i still really like it um and my you know for the bars people like there's people that really ride for underground kings people really like cameras Uh, i'm not the Mm -hmm. biggest fans of those but they're good tracks but for me uh i think my favorite song on this after headlines is definitely lord knows with rick ross Mm -hmm. because that just blaze beat is fucking insane still it goes so so hard and drake and ross they have a storied collab history especially around this time a lot of their best songs like stay scheming and aston martin music for me lord knows man like it just it just hits and drake just actually spazzes on it yeah you know you talk about that beat it's such a complex beat because it's not i mean you have like the typical kind of like drum pattern but you all you have that like back and forth like synth kind of going around it, kind of creating this like swirling sound, and then you get the chorus swelling up, yep. and then the just plays. Yeah, it's just uh, such a uh, well done. And yeah, I agree. I think they both sound awesome on that track. Um, you know, then you get the motto, which I believe was actually a bonus track. If I'm it was remembering yes. that, but it's I think tacked on now you wouldn't know it. Looking yeah, at you know, Spotify, <laughs> especially looking at um, some of the collaborations, Drake and and little wayne have done together i think the motto stands out as probably one of their best to me at least one of the most commercial friendly ones um and yeah you know i I think just kind of looking through i think there's a lot of leveling up here even crew love i I think is a decent track probably not my favorite from either of them but together like in the weekend drake it's pretty good so crew love with the weekend buried live interlude with kendrick two yeah clear examples of drake 
giving those artists their biggest look at the time. Mm-hmm. And of course, crew love led to Drake tried to sign the weekend to OVO, a fellow Toronto, and didn't happen. Obviously, worked out quite well for the weekend. Obviously, yeah. um, and Smart. Kendrick would go on to open up for the first leg of Drake's Club Paradise tour alongside ASAP Rocky. Think about that, Drake, ASAP, Kendrick on one tour. Second leg of that tour, I mean, this is a uh, summer 2012. I happened to see that it was mm. Drake. With openers J. Cole, Meek Mill, French Montana, and Two Chains. An absolutely insane. Yeah. Tour. And again, <laughs> funny to think about people like Cole and Meek even opening up for Drake. But that's what it was like in 2012. And Take Care, uh, we talked about like because people really remember it finally, but like this just kept the Drake mo- movement going. And like he really started like ascending at this point and then you know takes a year off 2013 we get um nothing was the same right and so again you know we're talking about drake leveling up and this feels like just a continuation where he continues to like find his stride find who he is as as an artist um you know and just kind of like (laughs) I think there's a lot of really, really good tracks on this. And it's hard because I think one of the knocks on Drake, especially recently, is that he puts out these really, really long albums. <laughs> I texted you as we started to work our way through this this discography, like, man, why the hell doesn't he just make a 40 minute album? <laughs> like, just give it to me. Um, and that's the, the biggest know, issue with Drake is like if he right. could self censor, if he curate a little bit, he'd actually could probably make a classic. Like, I don't right. think Take Care is a classic. It's probably as close as he's gotten, but it's it's not one of those. And for someone as successful and ubiquitous as Drake has been for over 10 years, it'd be nice, legacy-wise, if he had a full-stop, really great album. But he doesn't mm-hmm. have that because he makes them too long. And I think Nothing Was the Same might be the closest we get to like a curated Drake album where he's trying to... You know, he's not putting everything out there. I mean, Take Care is what, 19 tracks before bonus tracks? Something like that. It's insane. But I feel like Nothing Was the Same really stands out to me because it's only 13. There's some longer songs on here, which definitely pad the the numbers. But I feel like this is a little bit more concise from Drake. Do you like Nothing Was the Same? I do like it. I do find it's a little hit or miss for me because it's still a lot of tracks. Mm. Um I definitely remember the hype for this album post take care post that little break at this point, Drake was starting to kick off the Lucy gang game. He would do where he would just drop amazing tracks that weren't on the album. Just keep things going. I think really the first, and these were eventually repackaged in care package on streaming in 2019. But you know, at this point you got a 5am in Toronto, which is one of the most famous of those Drake Lucy's. And going into this album, it's funny because uh, "Start from the Bottom" what was a single, and like mm-hmm. again, you just have Drake like hitting you with with absolute banger. And like I know some people uh, aren't the biggest fans of it compared to his other bangers because it is you know a repetitive hook. But I think it still really really holds up. Honestly, it's one of my favorite tracks on the album. Me too. I, I actually think the album starts off pretty strong with um, Tuscan, Tuscan Leather. Leather. That's my yeah. favorite intro track he's ever done. One of his best quotables. It's nothing for Absolutely. the radio, but they still play it, though. Because it's a new Drizzy Drake. It's just the way it goes. Very introspective yeah. way to realize that Drake can put out crap and it's going to be popular. Like, he understood that already. And it's funny because Tuscan Leather, I think, it, for me, also stands out as one of his better opening tracks. But I think the closing track on the uh, non, like, deluxe or non-bonus track one yeah. is Pound Cake, Paris Morton Music 2. Which is, uh, you know, we, a bit of like a coming of, you know, coming to his own moment where Drake is on the same track as Jay Z, and I think definitely outshines him. Um, a lot better a, than Light Up was on Thank Me Later, for sure. And so I think, you know, as a closing track, Pound Cake, Paris More, and Music Two also I think stands out to me. Um, and then in between, you mentioned uh, started from the bottom, you get worse behavior. Um, 
I think there's a, it's not a perfect album for sure, but I think there's probably some of the highest highs for me. On this. So it definitely stands out as one of my favorites of the whole discography. You mentioned a couple of tracks that didn't really hit for you. Is there anything that stands out in particular? Yeah, I just want to quickly mention uh, shout out pound cake before uh, the childish Gambino freestyle that produced, I believe on sway. Uh, one of the best rap radio freestyles of the 2010s. Really funny. Um, yeah, so again, it's a long album, right? And like you have him rapping. You got Tuscan Leather, which I think Bar for Bar is his best track on this. Started from the bottom to Banger. And then you have songs that I like. But like in terms of like Drake Banger rankings, they're probably not that high. Like songs like Worst Behavior, which got a music video. Um, Hold On, We're Going Home. Yeah, so Hold On, We're Going Home. That's like this album's... take care title track with rihanna that's like yeah. that thing you know it's got maja jordan who famously were in like the ovo boot camp as artists signed the drake helping you know write for drake and make that song and i mm-hmm. guess this kind of predates like hotline bling and stuff in that regard too but like it's, it's it's not my favorite in terms of like his like you know softer more r&b stuff to be honest and the other songs on this album like connect own it they don't we even wu-tang forever kind of unfortunately title if you ask me don't really do it for me all me that's another like dated like early 2010s era rap posse cut to me um i like the language as a catchy song but yeah i've never really connected with nothing was the same as like a full album it's really just been the moment song to song yeah i i think that's fair Uh, i think those songs work a little bit better for me but like 305 to my city stands out as something that like a track i didn't really like a lot um but i do want to say you know we one of our favorite albums from i believe it was 2018 maybe 27 no it must have been 2016 sampha's album this is the first time you know i feel like i'm really that's hearing sampha this early um it just kind of continues that string of drake finding some artists that pop off uh some that like you mentioned kind of fall into the uh ovo boot camp and uh, are never to be um you know heard from again in the same way and some that pop off a little bit more um but yeah so nothing was the same two years later 2015 if you're reading this it's too late Uh, you know in, in kind of listening back through this i think this was the one that feels a little bit forgotten to me in a sense and not necessarily forgotten in terms of like people forget that this was an album or don't think about it but I don't I feel like there's not as many bangers on this that stand out as like the more popular Drake songs to me. Um, but I still think this is a pretty solid uh, album from him. How did you feel about it? I love this. I love it. Uh, you're reading this so much. Build is a commercial mixtape, actually, hmm. which is uh, I feel like a weird way to coach it, because, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think this has the best five track sequence of any Drake album right wow. at the top of this legend energy 10 bands know yourself no telling find me a better five tracks in a row on any of his albums i don't think you can do it and like, i like legend as like a salt like a, like a slower track because again just introspective drake talking about his star and then you just have him go hard as fuck on energy 10 bands know yourself and no telling know yourself run through six with my woes great cool yeah album, of course but like listening to back to all those songs like they sound so good and yes some of those songs like 10 bands were like a source of, you know, the reference track, ghostwriting controversy that would soon follow. But like, I, I think those that's an undeniable run. And then later on, you get um, Star 67 as well, another banger. You get another entry in the uh, PMC, the, the Time series. You had 9 a.m. in Dallas on Thank Me Later. I mentioned 5 a.m. in Toronto. You get another one here, 6 p.m. in New York. That was really popular with the Drake heads. So, like, this is another one. It's long, so, like, it's not flawless. But the highs on this really stick with me. And yeah. at the same time, you're getting other stuff. Like, I mentioned all the Drake Lucy's. Now we're getting, like, 0 to 100 and trophies, and we made mm-hmm. it. Like, there's just... And, of course, my favorite, well, my favorite song on this album, How About Now, was only put on the physical release of this commercial mixtape, meaning it was very hard to find, and was later finally made available on care package of course but how about now i think that's my favorite like drake uh, like crossover like melody song you know 
And Bryson mm-hmm. Tiller had an amazing freestyle of that, which will spur this whole thing. Will Bryson Tiller sign the OVO? Like, I, <laughs> at this point, Drake is at his most untouchable 2015. He's at the top, and he knows he's at the top on this, and he's just having a good-ass time, and no one can do anything about it. It's great. Yeah, I, I agree that I think those first like five or so songs, I don't know, 10 bands doesn't really ca- grab me as much as like energy or know yourself does um no, no telling also definitely a great track um i think as i'm like kind of just like looking through the track list as we talk though um and having listened to you know this just very recently as we're getting ready for this i kind of just like don't feel like a lot of these songs stand out to me as much i think those first couple you mentioned do um but I, and this is also when like the six god stuff it came about right when he kind of created yes. that persona yes. um and obviously all the tracks have the six in it uh, one of the tracks is called six gods so that yeah, i should have known that i, <laughs> I don't know if, if if i really jived as much with that but i still feel like i, I think that you can hear like banger drake all over this which you and i think more often than you get on a lot of other records which i think it makes sense why that would really stand out because i know that's i think the kind of drake that you prefer most right that's correct for sure. So th- there's like Broy Drake, there's uh, uh, Sad Drake, and then you kind of get the uh, Drake for the, dudes. There's Drake for girls. Drake, Drake has has many fans, a wide audience, and Drake <laughs> has uh, experimented a lot. And um, we kind of get a little bit more of that experimentation just a little bit later in the year with "What a Time to Be Alive," um, and this is really forgettable to me. Uh, great yeah. title, I gotta say, "What a Time to Be Alive." awesome album title yeah um i think the uh the track <laughs> that uh uses that i don't even think it's actually call a time to be alive it's just One time to be alive yeah exactly that chorus alive. what song is that i don't even remember <laughs> i don't even remember um is it big rings yeah uh, i think that's what it is yeah yep big rings and uh jump man are the only two tracks from this i think are really worth the 100%. time um, any others that stand out to you? No, the, the, that, that's that. Um, it, was, it was kind of, it's, it's a weird album to think background because it's really made no footprint at all. And it's ultimately been surpassed by future uh, future Drake and future collaborations, namely um, Used to This a few years later. And then, of course, Life is Good, uh, which is approaching a billion streams somehow. I don't even like life is good at all but it's at over 700 million on spotify it's a huge track it's approaching diamond certification it's like i don't understand why people like that song so much and like even the drake and feature like energy together it's like i don't know how much like synergy there was i want a time to be alive it's just kind of like here's the drake feature or verse here's the future verse like i don't i don't think they like that's a potico or anything you know and for the most part a lot of these songs have not stuck around so i guess most people agree yeah but you know this is also when we start getting something from drake every year and i don't necessarily feel like that means that the quality of the music isn't as good but he's just throwing a lot of stuff out there and as we kind of said when with drake uh with with the amount you know the quantity um not everything is going to be quality uh do you feel like views though 2016 album is a quality album from drake yeah man views was the album i was most looking forward to revisiting now just to refresh how i feel about it and it's funny because this album i i I didn't dislike it at the time i thought it was okay i think there's great highlights but i feel like a lot of it has not really stuck around apart from the super obvious highlights Hotline Bling, everybody knew as a lead single. Uh, Drake really branching out and making a pop song, despite not winning a pop Grammy, which he remarked upon when it happened. Um, and like I like Controla again as like Drake's at this point really experimenting with other sounds and other genres, which is going to continue. And you know you also have, uh, you know like a, a Drake rapping cut that might be familiar, like Weston Road flows. But it's not like top tier of that kind of stuff, right? It's just, it's familiar like formula from Drake. And like the and like the big highlight, of course, would be the biggest song of Drake's career, "One Dance," mm-hmm. where he 
gives WizKid the biggest look of WizKid's career in the process. You know, some people aren't a fan of it, like, you know, experimenting with Dancehall and making a Dancehall track that because he was Drake was just vociferously consumed and, you know, is the reason this album, um, I believe it's still his biggest album to date, largely because that's fueled by One Dance. But also there's a ton of hype coming into Views. Views absolutely crushed it, you know, yeah. for him. But it's an album that, like, it probably, in terms of, he has a lot of long albums, this is the one that feels the longest, and that's just because there's just too many misses on it. And it's also 20 tracks. Um, you know, it's an hour and 20 minutes. You have to set aside a decent chunk of your day. But, you know, it, a lot of times people say that, like, the first track of the album can kind of set the tone. And Keep the Family Close is just a very big song, you know, in terms of production and, like, these large, like, cuts and things kind of coming into it. Uh, large drums at one point to kind of break things down the second half. And I feel like that really does set the tone that this is just a lot. You know, and this really, I kind of, I think is like the beginning of the modern Drake album where he's just yeah. like, I'm going to try a lot of things. I'm going to do a lot of the, the same things I have. I'm going to start to feel out some, some new sounds. And I think you kind of hit the nail on the head where the highs are high. <laughs> the lows are just super forgettable. Um, but I, I think like you mentioned, one dance, I think pop style, controller, um, and obviously Hotline Bling are like the, the clear standouts and mm-hmm. everything else just kind of fades away. It's, and it's too bad because you kind of get the uh, the Drake-Rihanna team up again. And I feel like too good falls pretty flat. Not nearly as interesting right. as Take Care. So Yeah, and then they would do it again for Rihanna's album work uh, right around this time as well, which was more effective and more successful. Um, yeah, the thing about Views is you know, it, it. I think he was actually like this is Drake uh, becoming more mature, like being more. Um, I think he's having a little more like, adult sensibility with a lot of his lyrics, but the songs just aren't there this time around, which is kind of unfortunate because like you, you you said like this is modern Drake. This is him advancing like artistically. It just so happened to be a, like this moment of that advancement was not very good. Uh, I like still here. I think that one's pretty catchy, but and you, you mentioned pop style. Got some made chains. They call me Chaining Tatum. Don't forget, <laughs> pop style had a Kanye v- v- feature at one point, uh, which was taken off as well as I believe was a good call or something. Uh, yeah, like, I think so. Yeah, he, people forget about the original version of that song. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this is just like this is like the textbook Drake bloat right here. Unfortunately. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and Dave, this was actually the next album was the one I was most excited to go back to. This was the first one we really reviewed on the pod. I was really critical of it at the time. Uh, More Life, 2017. And I gotta say, I feel like uh, uh, I feel like I'm in Dumb and Dumber right now because I, I listened to this album and I totally my my opinion has shifted greatly. Um, wow, it's a very long album, and I yes. actually almost too feel long like once again. I feel like if if it was like thirteen tracks and I got to pick them, I mean, it is a it isn't a necessarily an album. It's billed as a playlist, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> nice I guess try, I can, Drake. <laughs> yeah, I guess I can pick and choose how I want to uh, kind of listen to the songs. But yeah, I I think the first half and then like one or two tracks from the second half are like really really strong Drake songs. I think there's a lot of songs in the second half though that are really bad or. In, Maybe not bad, but just really forgettable. Um, you know, this is where Drake is really leaning into the dance hall, leaning into drill. Um, in, in ways, it's uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's it's a lot of newness from Drake, which I think can be taken different ways. But listening back to me, it really worked, um, and I found it to be. I think really interesting because it did sound so much so much different from everything else before it yeah. to me and i really liked that how did you feel listening back to more life yeah so obviously it's still too long still too many songs but there's a lot of i think important moments on yeah. more life for drake uh this is his first time making music with uk artists you got gigs on here twice with kmt and no long talk drake yeah. always presented himself acted as someone who was very into uh, UK hip hop and 
even non-popular artists. And this was him finally giving a look to someone, in this case, Giggs, a you know, longtime grind veteran. Uh, you also have Get It Together, which is like the first big look for Georgia Smith as an R&B uh-huh. singer. We're very excited to uh, just get that EP from her finally, you know. Uh, Passion Fruit, obviously. Yeah. Making Super Mario Sunshine theme music, but something very <laughs> different from what he had been doing before. Uh, you know, that's not rap at all, you know? But like Drake no. has evolved so much as a singer at this point that he can make a song like Passion Fruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in turn, oh, oh, I forgot there's Skepta Interlude on this too. Speaking yeah. Of um, you know, like the, the more traditional stuff, like the Atlanta stuff, like you got Sacrifices with Two Chains and Thug, you got Portland and Quavo and Travis. I feel like those haven't aged as well as I thought when I first heard them. They're they're whatever songs really. Um, Glow with Kanye is important because I believe that's their last official collab. Um, yeah, you know Drake had went to the Wyoming session since then, but I don't think they had made any songs together after this. Funny enough, it's been a while. Then a pretty public, uh, you know, feud, obviously. So. Yeah, right, just um, a year later. <laughs> but yeah, for me, I think if if you take the first like what like ten songs and you throw in like kmt um really like fake love i think that track's yeah, really like strong like bling too basically <laughs> yeah exactly i and then uh yeah you know i think those 12 songs would would make a really really strong um album so it, i also love galchester just as a banger yeah absolutely i i think there's a uh i think there's a really great album in here but it just does get bogged down by the right uh, and it, it's almost it, it's frustrating Drake's disinterest in curating more life into something he would call an album. Like you had views just dominate and be super long, especially because at at this time this was when stream chasing was at its I think towards its peak, right? But like you were Drake, you're at the top. You don't need to chase streams. You're gonna sell a million records regardless, bro. It's like this felt so unnecessary, and like well. I was always perplexed at why he would coach it and say, this is not, not an album, not even a mixtape. Like if you're reading this, which again was a weird definition at the time too, but like, no, this is just a, a playlist. Just throw it on. It's like a grab bag, but it's like, he was making a lot of artistic decisions and, and evolutions on this. So it's like, it's kind of surprising that he was less interested in it. I, I think you actually are speaking to a really important I don't know, like concept about Drake, which is some artists like really want to be uh, like known for how they put out things. Like I think, uh, you know, an artist we talked about a couple of weeks ago in a rankings, J Cole, check that out. Soundcloud.com slash nostalgia pod really thinks about like, what does this album say? What am I really going for? Whereas I think Drake, he wants to try things. He definitely wants the songs to sound a certain way. I don't think I wouldn't ever say he doesn't care. But I think for him, the albums and, and them having a cohesive story and a real message doesn't always stand out to him. I think he's more like, I want the fame. I want the hits. I want the stardom, which is a little bit of a different perspective. Well, and that's why I find it so disappointing because he has all that. He's had all that for years yeah. at this point in time already. And fast forward, he's going to continue to have all that. So you don't need to act that way. You can be more focused with your artistry. Because the sales will be there regardless. Yeah, it's just not who he is, you know. Yeah, I don't think. But uh, that that definitely uh, continues on the next one because um, you know we go from a what nineteen track album to a twenty five track album on Scorpion, right? David, and we talked about I, this one. We did. I will. I would give Drake at least a little more forgiveness with this one because he he explained it as rap side r&b side something that people had always talked about it's like can drake just make a rap album oh i want drake to make an r&b album be so good he'd heard all that for years and he finally attempted to do that here and i find that actually really funny because i feel like i do gravitate more towards the r&b side of scorpion than i do (laughs) on the rap side was not obviously what i would have expected going in but still this was the still the age of chasing streams hard body Mm -hmm. and you have drake dropping 90 minutes of material it's just too much it's too much. And, you know, listening back through this, this is like the most hit or miss uh, album, I think. Totally. Since, uh, you know, that really stuff for me because, wow. I mean, like nonstop. I thought I, I still go back to that song. I really love the way he just flows over that beat the whole yeah, time. And the, 
yeah and the way he like sounds on the chorus shit the next it's like yeah yeah i'm with that i can just to non-stop real quick it got a music video which is the beginning of it is him performing at wireless the uh british music festival mm. side note still really frustrated that drake doesn't do american festivals he only yeah. plays in england or nowhere but uh that that whole the whole video is just drake doing non-stop live and you just see the crowd get hyped and have such a response a non-stop which honestly i think is more of a b to your banger if you're ranking the litany of drake bangers oh, but he still sure. gets such a response and hype to the song well you know that just speaks to how, how what drake can do you know it's like mm-hmm. this is like not even like close to a elite song of his but people still fucking love it when he does it live you know totally and obviously I believe the second biggest song was career after one dance is on this God's plan, which is a yep. lead single off the first scary hours EP and another song where it's like, you know, lyrically rapping wise, not Drake's best, but production meeting with performance. It might be Drake's best. It's so fucking catchy, you know, yeah, the quotables love, love the song. Yeah. I mean, this was instantly memed instantly became, you know, a trend, you know, what if I'd never met, met the broski broskies? I mean, how many Instagram posts? Um, you know, so it, this, this, I think I only love shows... my dad and my mama. I'm sorry. Every right. Day. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it just had so many moments and it's like, you really see Drake like on his a game on some of these. And then some of them it's, uh, it's really not so good. I, I just want to say for the rap side, I also like, I'm upset and eight out of 10. Yeah. I thought those were pretty good tracks. I'm, I'm upset. upset. Yeah, an awesome moment for yeah. the video, which is him reuniting with a lot of his Degrassi castmates. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. You said you gravitate more towards the uh, the R&B side. Tell me about that. What what tracks stand out to you? Yeah, so I I, I just think it's end, it ended up being it, it's it's just more interesting to revisit because again, like I I like I, I love I love God's plan. I like nonstop just fine and you mentioned a few others but like other than that like like mob ties yeah it's fine you know uh but mm-hmm. it's like give me nice for what like i think nice for what's probably yeah. the best song on scorpion it's not the most popular song it's close it's a very popular song but it's, it's not the most popular song but like that's the best one you have that sampling mm-hmm. you have that so video good. with all, all all the queens we stand in it you know um an amazing hook like i think that's like that that, that might be the last like is that is that the last like best Drake track like has he beaten that song re- lately I don't think so like it's uh, been a you while. wouldn't say Tusi Slide beats that <laughs> I would not I would not <laughs> uh, and of course you get In My Feelings which yep. uh, is our introduction to City Girls spawns a dance challenge before TikTok you know made those uh, you know in vogue mm-hmm. yeah, you know normal <laughs> yep. um, another banger so like the two the, the three big hits two of them are on the R and B side yep. and then. I mean, I, I'm still a sucker for After Dark for that Static Major brief cameo, the late mm. Static Major, just because, you know, when he harmonizes with Drake or Ty Dolla Sign, I'm like, ah, it's only like three seconds every time, but it sounds amazing. And I think that, you know, as we are wrapping up talking about the albums, this is kind of where Drake is at as like an artist, right? Where he's like, he's putting out a lot of stuff and he's going to have like five or six tracks that are just going to be absolutely huge off these albums and then there's going to be a lot of stuff people just aren't going to talk about it could be forgettable and um like you said dave he doesn't need to be this type of artist he's definitely got the talent to make an all-time album and just like you know no skips but it doesn't seem like that's where he's at and i don't expect that to change with certified lover boy however dave we're not talking about certified lover boy today we're talking about rankings so i think it's time to rank and for those who have checked out our previous rankings again, soundcloud.com slash nostalgia pod, as well as youtube.com slash nostalgia pod, Dave and I usually in quite a bit of agreement, but I think we're going to have a bit more of a uh, conversation, maybe an argument today. <laughs> this is Dave's list. Dave, uh, why don't you run through yeah. your first couple? So uh, you won't see him here in the tier list picture on YouTube, but what time to be alive, I would have that last. After that, I have views. Uh, then in the C tier, we have Scorpion and Thank Me Later. So D 
do you have those towards the bottom as well? Like, yeah, I do. So I, it's funny too, because a lot of people like respect uh, retrospectively like views more. I've noticed, Hmm. but like revisiting it, like as an album, like I just don't see how you can't have it at towards the bottom. Like I was surprised to have thank me later ahead of it. I really was given how I knew it was going to sound dated, but I like more thank me later songs still. So Fuse is at the bottom for me after what time to be alive. Yeah, so I have Thank Me Later um, above what time to be alive, but then I have um, uh, sorry, I have Scorpion right above that. So my number eight is what time to be alive. Mm -hmm. Thank Me Later number seven, Scorpion at six. And then uh, is that right? Yeah, I'm doing that right. And the number five. So you have Fuse at five? I actually have, if you're reading this, it's too late at five, um, wow. which is, you know, where I think the discussion starts, because for me, I think as I as I think about Drake as like the artist mm-hmm. that he is now, I do have to say, I think these top five for me, I, I find them to all be pretty good albums. Um, I will just say that I think, like I said, going back for me as an artist who, you know, consumed Drake as like pop Drake and not so much like album Drake. Um if you're reading this, didn't have the commercial hits for me, the ones that like I think like when I think of Drake, I didn't have that like those bunch of songs that stood out as much. Um, whereas I think as a whole album, it's probably a lot more cohesive. But I think uh, just as I'm kind of listening back, again, I think this one's a little bit lower for me. You had that as your number one though, and I think if I you go back and love take to, care, yeah, and we'll we'll talk about that take care in a second, obviously. But I think is you kind of alluded to that the first five, as well as I think just like the overall vibe of this being like the banger Drake kind of on yes. like his broiest. Drake when he was completely bulletproof while also at the top, like makes a lot of Star sense. Six, seven, how about now? Like I, there's just so many tracks. I just so, I love on this. And this was, I, I think it was Drake is completely at the top and acting like it. And I thought it was really fun because he didn't, it's funny because he's not experimenting yet, so he's not making like a mixed bag album. Mm-hmm. And maybe I just like it for the for its simplicity. Again, he did coach it as a mixtape the whole time, right? But uh, yeah, it it's too long. But I feel like like and there's so there's yeah. stuff you don't need. But all the albums are like that, <laughs> so I don't really need to bring that up as like a negative, you know? Right. So I feel like for like with the Drake albums, because there's really nothing super cohesive gravitate towards what you like and i i just like these songs the, the most of any grouping yeah that makes sense uh views is um what four for me um and i definitely think you know if i were to listen a couple more times it might flip flop but controller um you know i think in terms of like those drake like commercial bangers i really like mm-hmm. controller uh, one dance, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, I was so- tempted to have one dance alone bring views above Thank Me Later to me, to be honest. <laughs> Didn't yeah. in the end. You know, I, I, I think just like the highs of it um, and like the, the poppiness of it really stand out to me. Um, looking at your list, looks like you have um, nothing was the same and more life on the same line. Tell me about that. Yeah, so like we said, I appreciate more life for all the things Drake was messing with. I both view I view both albums as too long again. <laughs> so mm-hmm. just kind of pick what you like. And more more life I have just below nothing was the same, although I have wavered on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I'll I'll defer to again, like I really love the time when nothing was the same is coming out because you get all those other Drake Lucy's, which I feel like I think about with the albums, just how I like I, I kinda like credit forever as like part of the Thank Me Later copy list, even though it's not tech part of the album so i feel that way about like the lucy's and like just what was happening like i said he was really bulletproof during the year if you're reading this nothing was the same uh you know like i think the production is probably better um and even if i don't like a lot of some of the, the slower songs like it still feels like really intentional as an album which is funny to say about an album super long still mm-hmm. um and but yeah more life you know as we said i think the, the songs where jake was doing new stuff whether it's rapping with gigs or making passion fruit or you know this just kind of just experimenting just a little bit right like yeah that it's just it's just refreshing i i think um and i just want to say so for me i had more life as my number three 
and nothing was the same as my number one. And for a lot of the reasons I talked about when we were deep diving on the albums, um, you know, more life. I think if you cut out some of the, the tracks on the playlist, uh, you can probably make one of his strongest, not his strongest overall record in terms of quality, in my opinion, but just the way he is able to experiment with so many different sounds, dance hall, thrill, you know, then bringing some of the typical Drake stuff and have it all work so, co- so cohesively. And really, I think like you mentioned doing passion fruit, which is like a nothing, nothing else in, in Drake's biography at that point really sounded like that. And he absolutely crushed it. Just felt like he was really finding a groove in terms of the experimentation and with nothing was the same, I think I give it a lot of credit for not only having, I think, some of his, like, you know, like most recognizable bangers um, in terms of things like, for me, I, I really like Worst Behavior. Um, but, you know, I mentioned Tuscan Leather and you mentioned how much you like that one too. Hold on, we're going home. Um, and then also kind of having the anointing of like Pound Cake, uh, Paris, more in music too. Just felt like this was when like Drake had finally like leveled up and become like, Drake as an artist. Yes, no, exactly. So, um, and then we each had Take Care Second. And I think we talked about that, but you know, that's really when Drake, I think, uh, anointed himself or announced himself as the force to be reckoned with. And right. Yeah. Like and not just a popular artist, but also a good one. Yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. I, I keep going back to Take Care. I've been listening to obviously a lot of Drake preparing for this, but Take Care just as a song. Um, with Rihanna just uh, mm-hmm. really stands out to me as like when Drake is able to collab with people that elevate him, he's you know, untouchable and he gets a lot of hate. <laughs> I think people uh, really like some of the controversy, but when you really boil it down to go from being the guy on Degrassi to Drake as the artist is just yeah. unbelievable. So Aubrey Graham, man, what a, what a guy. You want to just run through the list because we were kind of jumbled there, our eighth yeah, one yeah. again? So, uh, What Time to Be Alive uh, at the bottom, then Views, Thank Me Later, Scorpion, More Life, Top 3, Nothing Was the Same, Two, Take Care, and at the top, if you're reading this, it's too late. So yeah, I had What a Time to Be Alive, Thank Me Later, Scorpion, if you're reading this, it's too late, Views, more life, take care, and nothing was the same. Eight to one. Real quick, if we if we didn't include so far gone, where do you think it would have fallen for you? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, I like so far gone. Obviously, really important for Drake's career, but has has a lot of keepers, especially if you count the whole mixtape. Uh, I would put it, I would put it in like the C tier for me, but above the other one. So I'd have it ahead of what time we live ahead ahead of views, ahead of thank you later, ahead of Scorpion. Yeah. For me, the, the nostalgia factor gets its number four on the list, just above you. So um, it, nostalgia helps a lot in these cases. <laughs> so um, check us out. SoundCloud.com slash NostalgiaPod and YouTube.com slash NostalgiaPod. We'll be doing more rankings, so keep following that along. And also check out our Certified Lover Boy review when that comes out, because uh, we're going to have thoughts for sure. Absolutely. Peace. Peace.